Hello. Welcome. Hi, Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> do you want to start? Okay. Welcome to the Prosperity Project, guys. This is our podcast about student mental health. Um, my name is Brayden Turner. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Lewis Palmer High School. Uh, I'm Harry Harcrow, and I'm also a sophomore. And I'm Lily Petit, and I'm also a sophomore. And we also have a couple other uh, sophomores that are part of this that are not here with us today. Um, but yeah, this is our first podcast. We'll see how it goes. Um, it might not be the smoothest, um, but we're just trying to get things worked out and get this ball rolling. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we might be leaving you guys in the dust a little bit about what um, Prosperity Project is all about. And I think the whole goal, whole idea of it um, is, um, I mean, in Colorado especially, uh, suicide rates among teenagers is so bad, and um, especially over the last like five years. And um, we just want to make a podcast that talks about student mental health, especially within D38, because um, is the people we know best, and hopefully um, eventually make a difference um, through some implementation um, on like the district level. That's the biggest goal, I think. I'll agree here, maybe. Yeah, and to just like provide an understanding of like what mental health actually is and like coping strategies and like stories. And we just wanna be an outlet for you guys and um, just a service that the school can provide for you guys um, just regarding mental health since it's such a big up and going topic, um, especially nowadays. And I mean, I'm so glad that we're addressing it now because of um, just rise of attention towards it. So yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, with it's definitely a thing that's not talked about as much, you know. And especially within school systems, as lots of people probably know. And so we're kind of just making this known and trying to make this a normal thing among different schools here uh, in Colorado and probably within the nation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of back to what I was saying, I think one of the first um, things I actually wanted to go into um, was Colorado's suicide rate um, among teenagers. Um, Colorado has one of the worst suicide rates um, in the nation, um, and it's increased pretty dramatically. Um, in 2015, uh, it was 90 kids um, between the ages of 10 and 19 died from suicide, and it was like 63 the year before. Um, and it's risen to about 100 steadily over the past five or so years. Um, that just goes to show that's obviously making a dramatic increase in just such such few years, which is crazy. Um, and a lot of people don't really know um, the reason for this. There's, there's experts out there that don't really know the exact reason. Obviously, it's such a wide problem. People can't put a specific thing on it because students struggle so much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with Brayden. <laughs> um, I, I agree with Brayden on that one. Um, it is kind of a hard thing to address, especially as adults. Sometimes they don't feel they know how to connect with teens who are going through stuff like that. So I think it's glad, good that we have this this outlet, like Lily said, about um, through teens talking to other teens. Mm -hmm. Especially when we're probably the ones who know each other best like just within our peer group, as it's sometimes, I mean, it's hard for 
I guess, different generations to understand what other generations are going through, especially as um, life and kind of society evolves and just the differences between how each of us grow, grew up. Um, so just the fact that we're addressing mental health so like in such an abundant way, I guess, um, is really remarkable. And like, I think it's definitely going to make a difference as if we like were to continue, um, continue addressing it and talking about it and just honestly communicating um, amongst each other about like mental health or just problems or just, you know, so um, I was doing a project recently. Um, it was one in English, and um, I found out that, like I was saying before, um, a lot of like they couldn't put like you know they couldn't hit the hammer on the head with what exactly um, or the needle on that. What am I saying? Uh, with what exactly the problem was, but they found um, a common characteristic in a lot of the cases, and it was that um, the kids felt isolated and had or felt a lack, like a lack of community, like lacked of community yeah. to go to. Um, which kind of makes sense, because, um, uh, I mean, that's pretty broad. I feel like that can be applied to a lot of things, but um, I think by figuring that out, it allowed them to realize that um, uh, this, I mean, at least this broad kind of comparison they could make between a lot of the cases um, would allow them to implement changes um, and they've started to do that actually. They've started forming um, communities and whatnot um, for mental health. Um, but I remember reading an article from the Gazette um, and this 16 year old, she said, the best thing parents can do um, is just listen to students um, and actually try to comprehend what they're saying. Because I feel like a lot of parents just sit there and they want to know what their child is going through, but they don't really know how to or what's going on. I think the biggest thing is understand what we're going through, understand what may be causing a problem um, if we're communicating that and how we can receive help to the best of our abilities. Yeah, I mean, this is funny. This is immediately what I thought of when you said um, just address the problem. It's something Mr. Trope always says, I mean, but like I'm an entrepreneurship and um, we talk a lot about like the design like step process and the first thing to like even jumpstart a business or like do anything is address the problem and actually understand what the problem is and I feel like that applies to a lot of situations especially as Braden was just talking about with like parents understanding their child like first in order to have communication you have to understand what's going on first and I think that would really increase the effect effectiveness and the productivity of the communication if we were to just like kind of sit down and like talk or or parents were to sit down and talk to their children and let them kind of just like act verbally say and state how they've been feeling and like what has made them feel this way without any I guess interruption um, and then talking about that afterwards so. Yeah, it's definitely something like Braden was saying about how uh, the number one problem with mental health is that people feel like they're alone in it. And while we might not always know what you're going through here on the podcast, we definitely have people in this room that have gone through mental health disorders and stuff like that. 
And while we might not know exactly what you're going through, someone out there does. Whether it's a, a friend or, or a teacher or even a parent, someone out there knows what you're going through. And there's and if you see a friend going through something like that, it can be really difficult to address it and, and try and talk to them about it. So we'd like to discuss some ways that you can actually talk about mental health to others. Um, I think one of the first things I want to address, like, school-wise, um, was this thing I remember hearing a while back, um, and it was with Illinois, um, uh, the state of Illinois, that is. And um, I found out that um, there was a bill or law or something that was passed and implemented that would allow um, students to have, like, five mental health days, um, like, from school. That's cool. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a really cool concept. Um, but I'm, like... I mean, um, I don't know, I'm curious because I, I would love to see that implemented into other states soon, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think the only concerns revolving around that is kids would just use that as an excuse to miss a test or something, yeah. you know? Um, but I think generally we all have those days where we're like, I don't feel right, I feel off, I'm not in, you know, in a good mood, I there's something bothering me, like I'm upset. Um, and like by going to school and kind of just like letting it sit there in the back of our mind, it kind of it doesn't go away and it carries into the rest of the week. And I think just having a day um, to just kind of like put that aside and like focus on yourself, focus on what's wrong and relax um, isn't the worst idea. And I thought um, in our like specific community, um, what I thought was really, really cool um, was actually Thomas Fry, uh, who's a senior, um, at Palmer Ridge High School, recently uh, implemented, um, I think it was called Bear Time, um, and it was like oh, 25 yeah. minutes yeah. Uh, or something. Yeah, they implemented like 25 minutes of um, like every day, or maybe other, every other day, I can't remember exactly, uh-huh. um, of just time of like uh, social interaction. And, like, yeah. and I think that kind of goes back to like the community thing of like maybe groups start to form there and like you kind of like there's a bigger picture there of like oh this is like you know I'm forming I'm a part of this community that's focusing on like mental health um and I can like sit back and just focus um on how I'm doing and how my peers are doing during this time um and I think they implemented that through like shortening passing periods a little bit maybe and Mm -hmm. shortening classes a little bit um I think it said they shortened class by like five minutes each um I thought it was amazing that Thomas Fry um, had the ability to do this because I know Thomas Fry struggled um, from an anxiety disorder, um, which he didn't talk about for a long time. Um, and I've heard him talk about it before. Um, it was pretty insp- inspirational. And I mean, mm-hmm. you were there. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think just his ability to kind of share his experiences um, and make an impact on Palm Ridge High School. So I'd love to see, or maybe we could implement something like LP soon. We had, I mean, we, in my old school in New Hampshire, we had that. Um, it was called advisory, and we would have it every day, and it'd be with the same group for all four years. So you would be with the same, I guess, 12 kids and a um, teacher. And it was really nice because we had a young teacher, and he was pretty chill, and it was really nice to get to know people off the bat and then also talk about some hard things because he was very, like, 
he is the counselor, so he advocated for mental health throughout the year, and we did a lot of activities to get to know each other, both on, like, just, like, friend scale, but also, like, classmate scale, and then also, like, kind of deeper understanding of, like, what we were going through, and by the end of the year, even, um, we all felt super close with each other and, like, felt like we could um, talk to each other about anything and um, also establish a relationship with the teacher that we were with. Um, and um, I think all of my friends there could agree with me in saying that, like, he made it, like, such a comfortable place. And, like, those times were super special as we got to connect with other students on more of a personal level, um, and, which is something we don't normally get to do in school. I think some of the clubs that we have here, though, um, like, really do that really well. Like, um, what am I thinking? Sources of Strength. They do an awesome job on just like addressing um, the different sources of strength that we have and the different outlets that we can go do. Um, so I think honestly that'd be so cool to see like a bear time or whatever um, it's called um, at LP. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, Lily's right that, you know, the first step is talking about it and finding people that you can talk with. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the difficult parts is, is how do you address it? How do you address bad mental health? How do you address good mental health? You know, because everyone's different. Um, so that's what I'd like to talk about <laughs> now is, is how do you talk about it? Yeah. Um, so I found some tips online from Ooh. mentalhealth.org. Wow. Like a organization, yes. Wow. Um, so what you want to do first is set a time when you find someone that you can talk to about is set a time with no distractions, uh, an open time where you can really focus on what you want to talk about. And then uh, as a person who is listening, you want, because once they come to you, it's more about them, right, and what they need. And so you want just to let them share as much or as, as little as they want to. Don't pressure them into saying anything more. And don't, don't try to diagnose or, or second guess their feelings. Just be supportive, you know, I mean, talking to people, people know how to do that. And any questions that you have, try to keep them open-ended, right? Try to keep them, why don't you tell me how you are feeling instead of, I can see that you're feeling very sad lately. You wanna, you wanna make them feel appreciated that, you're, that you see them, that you're listening. And yeah, and then uh, next is talk about self-care, tip number so you can talk about ways about de-stressing or practicing self-care and ask them if they find anything helpful. Uh, exercising, having a healthy diet, getting a good night's sleep can protect mental well health and sustain well-being, um, as well as... Uh, Wait, did it say sleep as much? As yeah, sleep yeah. is definitely yeah. an important yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brandon, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, um, I can't remember. There's this thing I've talked about, or not I've talked about, but I've heard for a while. Um, and it's like a triangle, and it's like um, kind of like your needs. Oh, we talked about this in health. What is it? What is isn't it? it? Or like, is it? Isn't it called like the health triangle? No. Like, there's like no. four things. No. no. Oh, okay, then maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. Because there's like emotional, Hierarchy physical of needs, or something like that. Okay. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I found I found this really interesting. I've talked about this with my family a lot of times, and we bring it up a lot. Um, and the bottom is psychological needs or physiological. Sorry, uh, excuse me. Um, and you can imagine, you know, that's like basic needs to survive: um, air, food, or air, yeah, f- air, food, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, and <laughs> reproduction. Um, and I think um, every time you kind of just like tend to take away. Um, Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, you need that. You know, I mean, do you, do you need that? I mean, maybe you, we could always add it. Uh, that's funny. I think they'll find that funny. I think they will. Too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you, <laughs> I people need. I mean, that's how that's how we're here today, guys. Believe it or not, that's how. That kind of uh, went over my head. I read it. I was like, oh, whatever. I looked at it a second time. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, um, <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, I think, like, getting back to the point, just making sure you meet all of those criteria over and over and over again um, is so necessary just to meet the above um, topics that I, uh, I'm going to talk about in a minute. But I think, like, yeah, missing out on sleep, missing out on food, um, missing out... Um, and you know, <laughs> not reproductive. <laughs> um, like shelter. Yeah, shelter. No, no, yeah, water. I mean, I mean, I think it kind of narrows down to like sleep and like eating and whatnot. But um, just missing out on those. I know school is very stressful for all of us. Um, we're all you know feel like we want to perform to a certain degree, and we want to make sure we make our parents proud and whatnot. Um, but you have to make sure you understand that those physiological needs are what's most important. You need to meet those first. You need to meet a certain amount of sleep every night. You need to prioritize your sleep and water and food um, before, you know, you get your math and work done. And a lot of our teachers here are, I think, more understanding than we think. A lot of them, if we, you know, talk to them. Because I know I can, I can name off five teachers. Or no, I won't name them. But I remember <laughs> in my head um, that, you know, understand um, and realize and I think as long as you talk to them and be like hey I really am not feeling it right now I need to make sure I meet this I'm sure they'd be able to understand it. now um, that goes into the other um, categories you guys want to talk about them I mean it kind of I mean you guys see at the top self-actualization and esteem kind of go with closer to what we're aiming for mm-hmm. yeah um, instead of like safety needs but Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, at the top, if you do look up, uh, what is it, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, it has self-actualization and esteem, and uh, s- self-actualization is, okay, thank you, <laughs> it has self-actualization, so we'll just go through them all, self-actualization, it, s- esteem, love and belonging, and then safety needs, and physiological needs, and so uh, I can talk about the self-actualization um that you know yourself better than probably anyone. So you know, like Brayden was saying, if you need to take a break, you know that you need to take a break. If you if you need help, it's okay to ask for it. And that if you know that you need it, you're the one that's going to know. So sometimes you just, like we said, have to take a break and just not even think about what happened at school today or, or work or anything, but just take a moment and think what you need. Right now, do you need just a hug from one of your friends or 
do you need maybe something more like to like to have a talk about mental health and and ways to bring it back up and stuff like that yeah yeah and well okay so after self-actualization um the next one is esteem which i think honestly goes into like oh my gosh <coughs> sorry um the it actually goes into mental health like i bet a ton i mean um not i bet but i know a ton because your self-esteem kind of creates of kind of creates like who you see yourself as and like who you kind of like want to show yourself as to other people because um, what you think of yourself kind of reflects on sometimes how you act um, or how you present yourself to others so just like me I mean this is I know this is such a hard thing especially for teenagers I know that I have dealt with it a ton um, just like low self-esteem and just not thinking that like, you're enough or just not thinking that you are, like, adequate compared to peers or just um, people you see in the media or just, like, people that you want to, like, emulate either their, like, looks or, like, smarts or just personality. Um, and I think just, like, addressing self-esteem and, like, making sure that you think of yourself highly and to a point where you feel like you're satisfied with who you are and um, comfortable in your own skin is truly a skill that I think that that I think would be super duper helpful um, as you go throughout daily life because it's honestly going to put um, a positive outlook on how you perceive things and how you perceive how you do on certain things and just kind of make your outlook a little bit more, you know, positive on the brighter side. Yeah. Um, again. Uh, I have websites pulled up with Ooh. with organizations, and so here's things like Leo was talking about how to keep your esteem up and how how to feel good about yourself and keep your mental health up. And so I found some interesting things about it. Uh, one of them is learning something new, oh. learning a new skill uh, can actually improve your mental health a lot. Whether it's something big like I don't know a new sport or something like that, I like learning a bunch of little skills. Oh. Some skills I have learned to keep my mental health up. Uh, I've learned how to juggle. Yes. Okay. I've done a little bit of origami. Yep. Nice. I can make little paper butterflies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I got into painting. And you can ones. rap. I can rap. Yeah, right. I like writing raps and, and poetry. Whether if writing is an outlet that you find yourself uh, doing a lot, then, then that is something that can help your mental health a lot. And even if not, like, I know people always say, talk about journaling mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And journaling just, like, giving a recap of your day is actually a really successful way of kind of organizing your thoughts and improving your mental health. Yeah, and definitely improves your esteem too because like you're trying that new thing willingly like mm -hmm. by yourself and like um, as you get kind of like better and better and like no more knowledge about the topic and like about the hobby, then your esteem is kind of going to get better about that topic because you know something that other people might not and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and another thing that the website said about keeping your steam up is actually doing something that you're good at, right? So you can learn a new skill as well, and then also finding something that you really enjoy. I know a lot of people are really into drawing, so if you're good at drawing, or even if it's just like a video game, mm -hmm. if you like playing a video game and you're good at it, then, then doing that can improve your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I think... Um, a lot of people, I think that comes with just, like, having an identity and being, like, having, like, something to, like, kind of give you a background, like, oh, like, like I enjoy soccer, I played soccer, 
um, for years and years and years. And like, that's kind of my background. Like, oh, I love playing soccer. Um, and I think just having something, you know, you can call yours or uh, kind of identify with just gives you a little bit of more structure. Uh, it gives you, kind of goes back to that community thing. Cause um, one of the other, uh, one of the, the middle um, layer of the Maslow's layer, hierarchy of needs um, is actually love and belonging. And I think finding that community that you want to be a part of and going out of your way to make like kind of be in the because I think a lot of people are scared like oh man I want to join this thing but I'm scared what people think but like all those people are there for the same reason as you you know like they um, are there because they enjoy the same things as you and I think getting a community that um, you know where you share the same ideas kind of gives you something to look forward to I don't know maybe I'm kind of going off track a little no, bit but no. I, um, I that's kind of where I'm going back to the hierarchy of needs and tying those two together. But I totally agree. And I, I think, mean, oh, keep going. Sorry. No, 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 you go. Um, I was going to talk, kind of talk about the hierarchy of needs um, a little bit more. Um, I think a lot of, I mean, it's kind of what I was saying before, but I think a lot of people look at the thing like, oh, they kind of overlook the top layers um, of sexual self-actualization, esteem, and then love and belonging. Um, uh, and I think they say, oh, I got like the bottom covered, like I got my physiological needs, I got my safety needs covered, like um, all the others are kind of just like optional, they don't really affect me. I think, I mean, this thing was created for a reason, you know, this is a hierarchy of needs, it's not a hierarchy of options. And so I think understanding that you do want to meet all of these in order to, you know, thrive, not just get by day to day, is very important. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, this is kind of creating the best person that you can be by kind of getting these, or not or not getting these, but like equipping these um, needs into your life and just kind of also focusing on that like, yes, esteem and self-actualization is like definitely a need and that is going to be on my hierarchy of needs, you know, my own little personal um, group of needs, so. Hmm. Yeah, okay, I mean, I think for a yeah, lot of the bases. Um, let us know how we did. <laughs> it's definitely, um, you know, work in progress. Work in progress yeah. for sure. We're trying to figure out what we're doing, but we want to make sure the ball rolling and you guys can enjoy what we have to put out and um, we can make a difference. But um, yeah. I think this is the start. Yeah. Hopefully, something big. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, before I go, uh, I did want to mention a couple of things. Um, one of them was um, some resources um, that you guys can reach out to um, if you ever want someone to talk to. Um, and you can also find these on Lewis Palmer School District website. Um, there's a lot of like counseling, uh, mental health options um, in our community and county. Uh, one of them is Regis University, who provides a uh, free to low-cost option for mental health counseling. Uh, it's located very close to Woodman and I-25, about 20 minutes from Monument, um, so it's in El Paso County. Um, Colorado Crisis Services is open 24-7 and offers walk-ins walk and phone appointments. Um, its location is 115 South Parkside Drive. Um, Colorado Mental Health Services Guide provides information about mental health centers across the state, including the Pikes Peak region. Um, and then the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Colorado Springs, offers many resources and information about local counseling options. Um, 
Diverse Health, located at um, the same location, Colorado Crisis Services, um, provides crisis services through Colorado Crisis Services, mm-hmm. as I said before. That's um, um, one more um, source I want to talk to you actually was about So Coalition. That's our, a mental health organization in Tri Lakes in our area. Um, that really just focuses on events um, and how we can get the talk about mental health out there. So if you want to learn about getting involved with that, um, I know me and Lily are part of it. Um, and we really enjoy it. So if you guys want to, definitely look them up. Uh, shoot them an email because um, we'd love to see the group grow. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, also, one more thing. <laughs> um, go to the Lewis Palmer High School website. Go to clubs, click on us, and fill out the link. Oh, yeah. Um, fill out the, um, there's a link, there's a Google form. If you want to share your story it. on our <laughs> podcast and be on our podcast and potentially, like, share whatever you have to share about mental health um, regarding your experience or regarding some tips or pretty much everything. We just want to really um, include the community and include um, LP in our podcast. So yeah, it would really appre- we would really appreciate it if you guys would fill out that form with your contact info and kind of the basis of what you would want to talk about. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We kind of just wanted to, to address mental health. And so like I said, let us know what you'd like to see how we can support you in future episodes. And yeah, thanks for listening. We are the Lewis Palmer High School Prosperity Project. Bye, guys.